Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Dangerous Drivers Podcast. Before we start today, we would like to announce the following releases due to budget cuts. Dangerous Duke, Stevie Jobber, D the Toy Hunter, Reckless Pops, Bobby Rassles, Fetch Frequency, Mrs. Jobber, The Guy That Runs Catering, and Jake from State Farm. Thank you. Children of all ages, my name is Dangerous Duke. And I'm your boy, Stevie Jobber. And we are the Dangerous Jobbers Podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. And man, we had a talk with the higher-ups, and we had to switch it up, man. We survived the budget cuts. <laughs> we survived. We survived. I don't know about everybody else, but I know we survived the budget cuts. <sighs> we made it pass. Yeah. We're going to have to talk again with the higher-ups about everybody else, but as it stands, we survived the budget cuts. Reckless Pops, Dita Toy Hunter, Bobby Rassels, Jake from State Farm, all y'all, we looking out for it. We're going to try to get y'all back. Especially you, catering guy. Love yeah, you. Yeah, we need catering guy back, man. We need that food. Uh, but it's been a little bit since we did an actual rundown of all the news that's been happening. Mm. So I'm going to get us started. Well, technically, you're going to get us started because we're going to run it down with the wrestler of the pod. Okay, first up, wrestler of the pod uh, the Wild Child, Jody Threat. I've been following Jody Threat for a very long time. She's been one of my um, favorite indie women, female wrestlers. I just haven't got a chance to shout her out on the pod yet, but today she's wrestler of the pod, Jody Threat. She's been a Divine Pro Wrestling Champion. Uh, I believe she's been Clash Women's Champion. Um, part of the faction that's been North Ontario Tag Champions. Um, and she's pretty much wrestled all over the indies, man, so... She's been out since maybe the past five five years, probably okay. longer than that. Uh, mixed it up with almost everybody you can think of. So, shout out to Jody Threat, guys. Yeah, definitely. So, if you haven't checked her out, you definitely need to check her out. Um, so, we're gonna kick it off real quick with some, with just one little slight indie news. Um, on July thirty first, there's gonna be a triple threat match of I want to say some of the best Hispanic wrestlers of the last 10 years or so correct me if I'm wrong on this but you got a triple threat match yeah 10 years Andrade versus Carlito Mm -hmm. versus Alberto Del Rio now Alberto does put a sour taste in people's mouths because of you know his lifestyle and you know the things he does how he still finds work is incredible to me but yeah very true but i mean that aside if he never does any of that still great yeah definitely a great in-ring competitor probably one of the best in-ring competitors from the hispanic culture Mm. um but yeah that's gonna be a triple threat match and i can't lie i'm i'm low-key excited to see how that turns out 
I think they put over Andrade. You think they I put think, over Andrade? I think he's the only person you can put over, honestly. I, th- I mean, you could put over Carlito, but would it be the right thing to do? Yeah, like, what's what, what's the point of putting and over Carlito? I'm totally against putting up Bocho over at any point. Well, I, I think what'll happen in this match is it'll be your standard triple threat. It'll be an exciting triple threat. They're not going to have Del Rio take the fall for some reason, even with Del Rio. You don't think Del Rio's going to take the fall? I think with Del Rio being as big of a dick as he is, but still being as great of a performer as he is, the lesser promotions who are trying to like you know build their name up are not going to put over a guy with you know Del Rio's stature, multiple-time world champion, Money in the Bank winner. He's got credibility to his name. He does. And then you got Carlito, who, I mean, he's a second-generation wrestler as well, but one Intercontinental title, one U.S. title. Great heel gimmick, but... As far as career-wise and mainstream... Yeah, he's kind of spotty. Yeah. And then Andrade, definitely one of the best, probably right now, probably the best Hispanic wrestler. Probably. Yeah. While they're wasting away all the other... Yeah, while, <laughs> all yeah, the while, other while all the other ones are just, just yeah, you know, withering away. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm kind of excited to so see you that. Think, you think Carlito goes, goes down? Yeah, I think Carlito takes the job out, especially since Carlito now, at this point of his career, doesn't mind putting over the younger talent, especially yeah. when they're, yeah. you know, of the same heritage or the same, you know, like, Hispanic lineage. So, I think that'll be a cool one. I think Andrade wins. I think Carlito takes the fall. And it just sets up more matches between Andrade and Alberto. Uh, So, now we're going to jump into MLW. On July 18th, they're going to have Battle Riot 3. And... This is there's like a couple MLW talent that are gonna be in it. You know the usual ones, Myron Reed, uh, Alex Hammerstone, guys like that. But also Savio Vega, the name that we love mentioning just because of, you know, the name and the character, and just because we we like yeah, mentioning we just his fuck name. With Savio Vega. Savio Vega is announced for Battle Riot Three. <laughs> what do you think about that? I mean, he's had a title shot within the last year on MLW. So, I mean, it's apparently, as apparently, I mean, we you know anybody we can love do anything. Salvio Vega, but apparently, he's his name still carries some weight. Right? Yeah, I mean, you know, running around yeah. with that. Uh, what was it? Uh, not the Mean Street. Uh, Bone Street Crew with the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, him and Undertaker running around doing a thing. I guess he just got Undertaker as backup. <laughs> Hey, yo, Mark, man, they're not trying to give me a title shot. Hold on, I'll take care of this right now. Yeah. Nah, but that's cool as shit to see, though. I mean, I like Savio. Savio is definitely a hard knuckling dude. And Mm -hmm. anytime you can see somebody from somebody that you respect still doing their thing, you got to appreciate it. Yeah, especially when they're at a good, healthy level to do so. Yeah, and it's yeah, like you just said. You don't don't see a lot. Yeah, especially somebody for his age. Like, he's got to be in his 50s. Maybe even older, and he's still in decent amount enough shape to you know do battle royals and get world title shots. Why not? Mm-hmm. Especially for a promotion like MLW, if you can bring older guys in and still use them to elevate your younger talent, mm-hmm. there's really no downside to it. So I don't mind it. I'm I'm happy to see Savio Vega uh, get a shot. Also, um, 
former NXT prospect Ezra Judge was signed to MLW. Now, this was supposed to be one of their big signings. My question is, do you know who Ezra Judge is? No. Me neither. But this was supposed to be one of their big signings. Like, they, they were hyping him up on promos for, like, two weeks, I think. Yeah. And then they bring him out. And I was like, okay, uh, I don't remember this guy anywhere. Apparently, he used to be a football player. He was signed to the Performance Center, and the Performance Center, did they did nothing with him. And now... Performance Center. Yeah, he was signed to the PC. I don't know. We always take guys from football leagues and big them like they're going to be something great, and then they turn into Baron Corbin, you know, so... Damn, why you got to Not everybody that Damn, plays football. Man. There's a reason most of the Simones played football. Like you just, were famous you just threw fans. Baron Corbin into the mix and made me not want to have WWE it's, sign it, any more football players. But it, I kind of don't support it, though. Like, there's been, like, how many great football players that were actually great football players were successful here? None. We we get all outside off. of the Samoan family. Well, not e- that you can really even count. The yeah, because none of the Samoans. None were of them really, ever really actually made. Yeah, none team. of them were really great football players. But I will say this though: some of the football yeah. players I mean, that they might have Goldberg. Yeah, that Gold- might be it. That, Goldberg that was, was like his whole thing. Yeah, Goldberg was like, kind of like injury prone though yeah. when it came to football. Goldberg was like a um. What's what's that actor's name? Uh, the actor from White Chicks. Uh, ball had to do Terry Crews Terry Crews yeah Goldberg was kind of like Terry Crews he was a football player who kept getting injured and just turned over to acting mm. and they never get any good football players they get a lot of bad ones like John Cena was a terrible football player because you don't because you wouldn't wrestle if you could play football The Rock <laughs> The Rock was kicked out of the Canadian Football League because he sucked not even the NFL. You don't you don't come to wrestling if you can play football. <laughs> it, it, it's not. I don't think it's a knock to wrestling. I just think it's way more money in football. So, but you're big and you're mean looking. If you can't make it in football, I would imagine naturally you'd get tired of going to grocery stores and people looking at you like, "So what the fuck do you do?" Mm-hmm. You're just you want to have a tough answer. You're you don't just, want to be like you're just big for no reason. Yeah, you don't want to be like I just work for T-Mobile. <laughs> I'm I'm Jake from State Farm. No, nah, and the only other bodybuilders in the gym are like wrestlers. So yeah, true. Go. I mean, I'm with it, but I look I I looked at the guy. The guy has a decent look. Yeah, I can at least give him that. You know, he's got a good physique. He's got a good look. I mean, he he looks like he could do something big for a minor promotion and build himself up. And he's still relatively young. I think he's still in his twenties. Well, that's that's always my first thing. Like, even if I don't think the guy looks very promising, because I'm very big on what's your look first. Mm-hmm. Um, all that really matters at the end of the day, or all that should matter at the end of the day, the industry has kind of changed. Um, unless you're an AEW, um, the 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 vibe really should be well. It, it whatever you look like is is one thing, mm-hmm. but if you can't go, then it's it's dead in the water. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's a little less of that now, depending on what promotion you're in. But that is really the general consensus. Like 
you can have a great look or you can have like a, a shitty look or a bad gimmick. But if you can get in there and go, we can take this somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can get a fan base behind you yeah. if, if you can go in the ring. Like the way they started, take, um, take Trevor Lee, for example. Uh-huh. When he started out as Cameron Grimes, it was kind of like, oh, this is not the yeah. best gimmick. To yeah, because that's literally what we both said. We were like, yeah, no, that's not him. But eventually, they were able to make it work because at the end of the day, Cameron Grimes can go. And he's so, actually one of the best things NXT has going right now. Yeah, so eventually we'll figure out the rest of it. But as long as you can go in the ring, mm-hmm. you know. As long as, as long as you can go in the ring and you can talk just a little bit, we can build you up the right way. Mm-hmm. There's always something you can do. Yeah. So, I mean, let's see what the kid can do. Uh, so that's what I got for MLW and the indie news. So now we're going to jump real quick into AEW. Uh, I guess AEW is seeing that WWE is doing well at the current time with, you know, merchandise sales. Uh-huh. Like, specifically with their belts. Like, every time you go on a WWE website, there's at least four belts that are sold out. The spinning belt, their uh, their replica Universal, their replica WWE, and then there's, like, one random one thrown in there. Like, a tag title or a hardcore title or something. Something's always sold out. So now, I guess, they're starting to, you know, peep, peep that, and they just created their very first uh, replica title. For fans to purchase and I wanted to see if you would ever entertain the idea of getting an AEW title like just to purchase um not immediately not immediately but give it enough how long have they been out now uh, about a year and a half I want to say year and a half give it a yeah, year and a half two years maybe Give it like four or five. Years? Yeah. Jesus. They established them because in four or five years, you're established. Mm-hmm. As a business, you're not really solid unless you make it out the first five years. Okay. And they're doing great. They have a great start. I would support everything they're doing. It's real wrestling every time you turn on the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do the best they can with storylines, even if they're not that great. Yeah. And they have the money to back them, but... And, you know, the video games are coming out. Like, they're doing their best foot... They're putting their best foot forward. But if... After five years there, where Impact was... Then buying a replica belt seems like a waste of money. Mm -hmm. If I buy it now. You know what I mean? So let me wait until you're... You feel like a WCW. And then I'll I'll buy the belt. Because I wouldn't buy an Impact title now. No. I would buy an Impact title if it was like a... Five years ago. Old. Yeah, like... If it was like 2005. Oh, see, so yeah, like 10 years ago. y'all was putting out the, the X Division titles. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on it, but now... I was, was going to say, like for Impact, time. I think the main time to buy the title would have been like when Christian Cage, Kurt Angle, Sting... Yeah. When all those guys Jeff were... Jeff Jarrett and all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't buy the title right now, but I wouldn't wait five years. I'd give it like another year year and a half just because right now it's on pre-order for like $700 whoa yeah and the WWE ones I'm definitely not spending that the much. WWE ones normally run for like 
350 four. Yeah, I'm thinking this is like $400, $500 yeah. belt. I mean, because you, cause you know, like you see, we got two right here. Yeah, we got the yeah. U.S. and the ECW, and they were both like 300 a piece. But um, if, the t- if the price comes down to around that ballpark, like three, dollars $400, then I'd buy it. And I'd also, but I'd also wait a year, like you said. I, you said five. I'd wait like a year or two because, God forbid, AEW closes. If they close and you have the replica title, I feel like the value of that replica title is gonna go up. Number one, because they're not making it anymore, mm-hmm. and number two, because it's like the new age WCW. Oh, so you're looking in a reverse perspective. Yeah, like kind of the same way you are, but I mean, like co- I, the way I was approaching it is like if they're solid at five years, and they're like a durable company. Well, I mean, either way, either either, but like either way, like you said, if they if they close mm-hmm. at the end of a five year span, yeah, and that that belt shoots through the roof because then it's like a, uh, I, I'm I'm. I can't come up with the word, but it, then it's like it's like a piece of history. Yeah, it, it's, it's like a small pocket. This was yeah, the it, biggest thing in wrestling. Yeah, it's something that's not going to be created anymore. It's basically it's going to be something that's like vaulted. Yeah, so it's yeah. like it's in the vault. They're not doing any more of these. This is what what's out right now is yeah. all that there's going to be, and that's why I said I would get it because whether you want to sell it and make more money off of it, or you just want to keep it. And just know that the value's there, and you still have a piece of history. Mm-hmm. It it becomes more valuable, especially with the fact that it's like not. having like a, a one of the original NWO shirts or something. Like. Yeah, like having that or um, oh God, what would be another example? Like an original ECW title. Like we have, uh, like yeah. we have a replica. Like we we have the WWE's ECW title. We mm-hmm. don't have the real thing, like the real ECW mm-hmm. title from back then. Or even the WCW titles from back then, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I mean, I think that'd be a pretty cool thing. I mean, I'd I'd agree. I'd wait on it. I wouldn't wait the five years though, because you know if they keep selling like the way they're selling, then the price might stay at like eight hundred, seven hundred bucks. Because mm. right now, I think the pre-orders are damn near close to being sold out. That's ridiculous. Hey, people got like eight hundred bucks to shell out on titles, man. <laughs> I I might have to trade two of my titles. For an AEW title. Yeah, I don't, bro. <laughs> he said, I, he's like, I wouldn't. You got it, bro. No, but speaking of AEW, uh, we were just talking about, like, they're doing good right now and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, for the last couple weeks, the ratings would say otherwise. Their ratings have been falling. But I don't think it's necessarily stump- something to do with their product that they're putting out. I don't either. It's, I think it's just something to do with the fact that they have to switch their shows consistently because exactly. of TNT. Exactly. Because... With, with um, the NBA... Mm-hmm. NBA, baseball, hockey. Yeah, because yeah, we're in the we're in a uh, AEW fan group, and that's what a lot of people are saying in the group, that this is why AEW sucks. You see their ratings are falling. WWE's act, WWE's more superior right blah, now. Blah, 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 blah. And it's not really the case. Like, it, it, it just sucks that they're in a shitty predicament right now because their time slot is 10 p.m., number one, and it's on a Friday. Mm-hmm. 
the best wrestling show right now, SmackDown. It's on Friday. On Friday at 8 o'clock. And it's a two-hour show. It's like the perfect window for, you know, wrestling fans. They want, like, a two-hour show, and they can watch it on a Friday. 8 to 10. Once 10 o'clock passes, you're free to go to sleep. You're free to go party. Do whatever you want. Once that 10 o'clock window hits and you got to watch AEW for another two hours, you're like, man, I'm tired. I don't want to watch this. Right. You're wrestling doubt. You know what I mean? You've already seen the best thing going in wrestling, your tribal chief. Yeah. I mean, do you really want to sit through another two hours? Yeah, like Especially for the people that party on the weekends. Like, that was all the time I had to be home. Now I got to go out somewhere. You know Why are you looking at me like that? I just, I, I'm not making well, assumptions. I'm just saying. Don't don't look at me, man. Don't don't if look there at was me. anybody. <laughs> I, I'm not grasping a bottle right now. It's okay. <laughs> nah, but I see exactly what you mean. Because there's people that like to go out and party on the Fridays and to sit there for another two hours to watch wrestling is tiresome. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like even even mm-hmm. every now and then we get tired of it too. Yeah. Even though recently I've I've dug myself into a hole of just two thousand. Uh, six wrestling except for one of the special editions we're gonna do but I've been watching 2006 wrestling for like the past week you gotta get your taste of the ruthless aggression it's been very nice <laughs> every episode has been great I know right <laughs> but which is gotta, very gotta, contrary to what's going on gotta love that old school Cena and Batista that old school shit is nice man. <laughs> um, but yeah yeah it's, I mean it's 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 time consuming and not everybody's there for that on a Friday night. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with I feel like AEW's got like another two or three weeks of this. Yeah, and then they're fine. Their ratings are gonna yeah. go back to normal. They're gonna go back to competing with the WWE's ratings, probably surpassing the WWE's ratings. And then people can shut up. Yeah, and then they're gonna be like, oh, I don't know what AEW's doing right now, but they're doing great. They were just, they were just on a stinky stretch, and now they're doing great. And and listen, you know what? At the end of the day, man, like. If you're a fan of wrestling, then there's no... You not really talking shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because the wrestling's better on the other show, I guarantee you. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's just one of the things that has me, like, boggled, is that people are like, oh, this sucks right now. AEW stinks. They're not doing what they should be doing. They're doing damn near everything they can. Yeah. And then in like three weeks, they're going to be like, oh, the ratings are going back. The writing's getting better. The talent is this. The talent is that. No dipshit. They're just back to their normal time. <laughs> they're back to their normal time slot where everybody knows where they're going to be at. Like, let's not let's not pay attention to the numbers, guys. Hmm. If you're a wrestling fan, be a fucking wrestling fan. Like, if, if we really cared about if wrestling, if, if wrestling fans really translated to ratings... Lucha Underground would be the best shit going right now. I was gonna instead say, of I, trying to. Come I was gonna back. say yeah. You if, know what I mean? If if we if we just go off in of numbers, MLW's numbers ain't the greatest, but they're putting out some of the best wrestling right now. Yeah, so some of New the Japan, best wrestling. In New the past, Japan like, has New Japan has terrible American numbers compared to the other promotions. Yeah, still putting out some of the best wrestling. Yeah, and I haven't been watching AAA, but I would guarantee you they'd be. Way higher than we are. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> like, Monday Night Raw has some of the best numbers in America but because I, they run America. God awful. But matches. it is a god awful show. The matches are cringe fucking worthy. Like, uh, especially like, when they, even when they have good wrestlers. Like, I don't even I mean, know ju- what it is anymore. Ju- just it's, listen to these two and tell me what sounds more entertaining. All right. 
Britt Baker and uh, Thunder Rosa, Eva Marie, Dewdrop. AEW's <laughs> numbers creative, ain't that great, but uh, I fucking hate creative. Ty Conti, Super Nikki. <clears throat> we'll get into these later, but I mean. Just because the numbers ain't looking great I mean, right the now. the writing speaks for itself. Yeah, just because... They literally had to fire somebody because they said they knew nothing about wrestling. Oh, yeah, that that's a whole other topic of discussion we're going to get into, but... And they probably only fired them because they said it live on the air. Think about how many people back there also feel like her, but they didn't say it. Uh, out on, out on, you know, for the ether to hear. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk like, about that later for sure. That is, that might be my end game. That at ne- the end of this, I might just want to write <laughs> as someone who knows about wrestling. <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna need to discuss this for sure. But then again, maybe I wouldn't qualify for WWE. Then maybe I would have to write somewhere else because you know about wrestling. Because I know about wrestling. Yeah. Maybe I could go to Vince. Hey, this doesn't really work for Roman's character. And Vince would be like, you know Roman's character? You're fucking fired, dude. You're fucking fired. Somebody call Freddie Prince Jr. back in here. <laughs> Somebody call him back in. Who's the chick that wrote on Jersey Shore? We, we gotta her. get this shit out Somebody here. call Snooki. Bring her in. This guy's been watching wrestling for years. Fucking Mark. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Where's Joey Styles when you need him? Well, well, while we're sitting here burying WWE, somebody else buried WWE over the past week. Your boy Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know too. I, I don't know his promo that he cut heart for like by heart at the mm-hmm. end of the show. But he dug in. He dug in deep. And he basically came at creative of WWE. Sucks. The talent of WWE. And once this promo came out, they basically dubbed it Eddie Kingston burying, uh, um, burning a bridge. He don't need that fucking bridge. He he doesn't, but I mean, it's pretty... He don't need that fucking bridge. He doesn't. And he, you know what? And you know what? Let me... N- not just because I'm wearing this shirt right now. Shout out, Eddie Kingston. But... He, Eddie, I, ain't gonna, Eddie don't give a fuck. Honestly, like, let me, though, let me, let, like, But he's not wrong. You, like. He's not wrong. Eddie really don't give a fuck. The creative fucking sucks. The talent is not doing their best. It, it, it's, the, and the but, talent and the talent that is doing their best is not getting shown on TV. So fuck them. Like it, it, it don't it don't matter. And if I'm burning the bridge, I wouldn't sign me anyway. I'm too real for them. Like you know what I mean? Like. But I think Eddie's. I think what Eddie was trying to get across was shit rolls downhill. It starts at the very top, and the shit's just going to keep on rolling and rolling until it's just a big pile of shit. It starts at the top with Vince, goes to Vince's creative team. Then it goes straight to the talent, because the talent has to take this shit and try to turn chicken shit into chicken salad. Yep. And about 80% of the talent can't do it, except for maybe a handful of people. Yep. And then by the time it's past the talent, it hits the fans, and the fans are like... Or, or rather, Or rather... Um, as a small alternative to that, because I I will I I always struggle with this because in the history it 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 just seems like uh, 
at a point in time they completely altered what made uh what made them successful. Yeah. Basically for anybody that great. was if for anybody that was there when it was successful, they would tell you that one of the the two things that worked was that no matter where you were on the card, you had a story. Mm-hmm. And you had the freedom to take whatever they gave you and do something with it. Yeah. And it's the total opposite now. The talent has to try and make you're absolutely right. The talent has to try to make a chicken shit and a chicken salad. Mm-hmm. But um, the caveat to that is they can't, they can only do but so much because yeah. nowadays. Because they're so limited. You can't speak out or that's bad. You yeah. can't alter something to try and make it better. You can't stick up for anything or else you're, you know what I mean? You're yeah. A and, screw or something. And like, the it, stuff you terrible. do stick up for, they have to approve. You can't right. stick up for your own, you know, just whatever agenda. And anything can change at the drop of a dime. So, mm-hmm. you know, what are we doing here? Honestly, this is just, I feel like Vince is too stubborn in his ways. And I just feel like it's weird for the people that stay. Like, I, I would love to know why. But those are conversations you really can't get into until yeah. somebody leaves. And when somebody leaves... Well, I feel like I, that's what I, I honestly think. It's just, you know, an old mule being stubborn in his ways. Like, you know the old saying, you can't teach a dog new tricks? Yeah. I, I think this old dog doesn't even want to learn new tricks. I think this old dog is happy with what he does. Or he's trying to sell the whole thing. Yeah, because... not care anymore. Yeah, because basically it's just some... Some of the stuff he does isn't really the greatest. Like, let's take the Joe thing, for example. Joe came right back within mm-hmm. a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't Vince's call. That was Hunter's call. Hunter said, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. One, of the best, one of the best heel workers right now, and mm-hmm. you cut him? Mm-hmm. Hold on, this ain't happening. Bring him back. And he brought him back, and he didn't even bring him back as a heel. He brought him back as the anti-hero. He brought him back as like a CM Punk type, mm-hmm. which was normally what he was good at. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a great fucking heel, but he's he's an even better in-betweener. Like, not a good guy, not a bad guy, my own guy. Yeah, he's a stone cold type. Yeah, he's, yeah, so Hunter brought him back and said, do that. And what's he doing? He's doing that. He's doing good with it. And it lets you know that not everything that happens has Hunter's inclusion. Yeah, and which, Hunter certainly doesn't agree with everything that yeah. happens. And and that tells me Hunter's not afraid to speak his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you run the company, you're my boss, you're my father-in-law, but God damn it, you're fucking up, and this is where you're fucking There's up. Sometimes you're just you're just wrong. I yeah. honestly I can respect Hunter for that. I really can. Like not even just me being a mark or me being a fan of Triple H. Mm-hmm. Like looking at him as a businessman, I can respect him for that. If he can go to his boss, father-in-law. And be like, hey, you're messing up. This is where you're messing up. And if Vince is too stubborn to see it, he can go, okay, I'll Give take care. Of, I'll take yep. care of it myself. I'll and, sign him but myself. But I feel like that's how it's always been. Mm-hmm. Like in the, the NXT when it started was dead in the water. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, Hunter took it, made it and his made baby. it and made it his baby and made it into something incredible. And then Vince had to deal with all the shit about every takeover being better than every pay per view. Whose fault had is to that? Deal with, had to deal with people saying that NXT was a better brand than Raw or SmackDown. Whose fault is that? 
Um, and then you got to deal with. Um, then you had the whole backlash of every time somebody got called up from NXT, Vince would ruin them. I mean, when Hunter was doing creative too, for for the main roster, the creative was good. Like back when there was the, um, what was it? Hunter was doing um, the unification when mm-hmm. when when John and Randy unified the the WWE and World Heavyweight Title. Mm-hmm. Hunter was doing good with that. Like I mean, at first it was a little shaky, but Hunter was doing good with that. The Daniel Bryan thing, the Daniel Bryan thing, Hunter was doing good with that. Yeah, but but the thing and the thing is like, I don't know. You just eliminate every. If you eliminate every window for someone to disagree with you, like it's it's a level of respect that comes with knowing that whether it's right or wrong is your fault. Mm-hmm. But there's also a level of if no one's allowed to tell you you're wrong, how do you know when you're wrong? Exactly. How do you stop failing if no one's gonna tell you what you need to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Roman is Roman has been the most successful thing out of the COVID era, but there's only been three people negotiating his storylines. Mm-hmm. That's him, Paul, and Vince. But if he if he is the only person allowed to come up with what's probably a good idea for him, then you know what I mean. Like, what does that do for everybody else? I mean, honestly, I think Paulie has a lot of input on that. I think that's more Paul. I, I absolutely do too. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, Back I, I, in I the think days Vince when this pitched was it. really successful. You had Eric Bischoff to be in his ear. You had Paul to be in his ear. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not have had Hunter at the time because he was still going through his superstar phase. But Hunter was also very interested in if learning had, about the, but all that backstage stuff. But if you had more Paul, if you had more other Paul to be in your ear to be like, maybe you should do this, maybe you should do that. I don't think that's the right way to go about this. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should start letting them have a little more say, well, hey, yeah. what does he want to do? You know what I mean? Maybe this could go back to when it was so good. I mean, you could even you could even go as far as to say, all right, you you still want a predetermined person to be your winner. Like at no matter what, at the end of the day, let's say it's a let's say it's a storyline between I don't fucking know Ricochet and Sheamus. Yeah. For the for the U.S. title. Yeah. All right. So let's say no matter what, at the end of it all, you still want Sheamus to be the guy to come out on top. Have the other people around you say what they think it should be. Like, you know, have Paulie pitch his idea, have whoever pitch their idea. Include the fucking talent in on it, too. Yeah. Like, all right, guys, here's yeah, what's going to happen. You two are feuding. We need Seamus to go over. Mm-hmm. Figure out how you guys can put your great, you know, storyline together where Seamus still goes over. Mm-hmm. And they could probably make magic happen. That's and how it, AEW's operate. It would, it would even be better if Vince just told them the decision. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Like, I want such and such to win. And I wanted to make it seem... I want I wanted to be him going over here. Y'all yeah. figure it I out. I mean, that's what... That AEW, would be even that, better. That's what AEW's doing At right now. At least we got the space to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Instead of you just coming up with it and there being no say to, you know, differentiate. And if Vince comes up with it and it's shit... Whose fault is it? It's and it would be fault. it would be better if like like you said, if they pitch storylines or if you dedicated certain people to writing certain storylines, like there's certain shit Hunter's good at and there's certain shit Paul is good at. Mm-hmm. And there's certain shit that you're good at. 
But if you know somebody's better at this shit than you are, the whole best friend turned enemy shit, mm-hmm. get that shit to Hunter. He yeah. would know better. Because I'm pretty sure there's shit he Vince... He know how to do this. I'm pretty sure there's shit Vince is good at that Hunter's not. And then I'm sure there's shit Hunter's good at that Vince isn't. And then, you know, Paulie's good at some shit, and he's not so good at some shit. But I'm pretty sure you have people around you, or you, at least you should as a professional... Right. To have those people around you who are good at the things that you're not good at. And which is why I think NXT has been able to be so successful. Yeah. Because Hunter isn't just... Hunter may be the be-all, end-all of what happens, but, but he, Hunter has a team. Yeah, Hunter has NXT, Albert, Hunter has Regal, yeah, Hunter has Sean. Sean. He has a Swiss Army knife, literally. Of NXT of is the Swiss Army knife. Like, that he takes his equals that'll tell him, eh, maybe that's not the right way to do it. Maybe you should do it this way. Yeah. And Hunter would be like, oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe that's a good idea. You know what especially I mean? Now, you since you, especially now that you're adding Joe in the mix. Yeah. You have a Swiss... You, you have, like, the, the fucking Thanos like, you Army don't, knife. You don't have... You don't have uh, uh, um, he's not always right about everything, yeah. and not everything succeeds, but most of no. it does. Yeah, very true. Not, right now, not every we have the best main event picture I've seen in months, mm-hmm. and that's with like them having to throw some shit together. And yeah. I'm sure they're gonna have to do it again soon. But it, it, like, it seems like we're about to get a lot of call ups. But yeah, like you just said, NXT right now has the best main event picture that they've had in a while, and it's still mostly just them throwing shit together. Mm-hmm. And letting the talent figure it out and how to make it work. And it's just seeing what sticks. Mm-hmm. But he's been able to do that time and time again every time they screw him up. Very true. Uh, so now, well, since we already just jumped into NXT, uh, I don't think we need to address the Samoa Joe return because we kind of already did. Uh, I can tell you I'm happy about it, though. Yeah, no, me too. I'm, I uh, I am as well. It was good to see him choke out Adam Cole. Definitely. Um, you think this leads to him coming back to the ring, though? Once he's cleared. Once he's cleared. Hopefully it won't be as hard as Daniel Bryan. I mean, I feel like it's been ages at this point, and I hope that he can at least get cleared and come back and wrestle because I, I would like to see that. Because mm-hmm. you figure, when was the last time he kind of got in any type of altercation it was him Kevin Owens and him Kevin Owens and somebody else versus Seth and the AOP correct yeah Alistair was it Alistair yeah it might have been Alistair but uh I think that was the last like physical altercation he had when that and when he saved Rey Mysterio Mm -hmm. when Dominic was there and he was like shut up Byron I got this I mean, I'd like to see him come back. But uh, speaking of other big people in NXT, uh, one of their recent signings, uh, Parker Bordeaux, Mm -hmm. I guess that's how you say his last name. Forgive me if I butchered it. Parker Bordeaux has been teasing his NXT debut. And this kid looks like a damn freak. I hope he's good. Like, I thought Brock Lesnar was a freak when he first came in. He's Brock, but shorter. Like he he looks like a damn. He looks fr- good. He, he looks like a refrigerator, a refrigerator good. with tattoos and arms and legs. Looks fucking good. I just I hope he's good. I mean, if he can turn into a Brock Lesnar type, I'm with it because then it'll be like we have a young Brock Lesnar who's around all the time. I don't want him to be Brock though. Well, no, I just mean like the big guy who can move. I mean, I mean like athletically, like yeah. no, not athletically. What am, uh, let me find the right word for this. Booking wise, you don't want him to be a... technically. 
Well, you don't want to be like Rock technical? isn't the most technical of wrestlers. Not anymore. I was going to say, back then. Back when he was going to be the future of the business. Yeah, like early, was, early days. Motherfucker. Early days, Brock yeah, was technical yeah, as a he's, motherfucker. He's a motherfucker. Uh, his wars with Kurt Angle will tell you so. But Fucking Kurt Angle, The Rock, Big Show. Well, not so much The Rock. He kind of just destroyed The Rock. Well, I mean. But I get what you're saying. You, you could be t- you could be technical he, with The Big Show. Monster, The Rock. You're yeah, a monster. Yeah, yeah, But um, I, I hope he's more that than he is Brock now. Because Karrion Cross is kind of like Brock now, technically. Yeah. He's Brock-esque. Yeah. So we would need somebody else. This guy to be like good mm-hmm. technically. Like be good on a level where you can be strong, but mm-hmm. you don't have to be strong. Like, Re- like reasons uh, why reasons why I think they call people up too soon from NXT. Like Keith Lee. Like Keith Lee is 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 great technically. He can be a he can be a beast when he got to be as like for the shock effect, but he doesn't need to rely on that. He's just good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Shout out Keith Lee. Whereas like Karrion Cross, I feel like Karrion is good in a way that he can put on good matches, mm-hmm. but not good because he can go in there and have a wrestling clinic with somebody. Good because he can work a crowd. Yeah, there you go. He's a good character. Yeah. He's like he's he, like he's a good character. He's like uh, he's like uh, who they just released the Velveteen Dream. Yeah, the Velveteen Dream is never great technically. But his character was good enough to have a good match with anybody. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what, where Karrion Cross is at. Yeah, I, I can agree on that. But I would hope that Bordeaux is is more Keith Lee type. Only because we have somebody that can do that kind of wrestling already. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to fall into the lane of being just like somebody else. Yeah. Not in NXT at least. There's got to be something that makes you stand out. Otherwise, it's going to take you forever to get going. I agree. Uh, one last thing about NXT. Roderick Strong came back, and he... Oh, yes. He yeah. debuted his new faction, mm. the Diamond Mine. Um, I'm kind of lost on this faction. I'm I'm lost on it. You 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 go first. Well, I gather how I want to say this. Well, I mean, I'm I'm just that's literally all I have to say on it. I'm lost on them because I don't understand. Like, okay, Roderick Strong is back. Great talent, good. Okay. Yes. Uh, the new faction, though, um, it, it's it's puzzling to me because there's people you could have put in there that would have made more sense, but. I just I don't really see the need for another faction in NXT. Okay, so before I start this, I do want to shout out um, a longtime rival of Leo Rush, uh, who debuted. I don't remember the name he debuted under when he challenged for the open challenge for Kochita. Mm-hmm. Um, not not the open challenge for Kushida. Who did who did he fucking fight? Because um, Kushida fought uh, 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 Kyle O'Reilly, right? Yeah, yeah, and they came in and attacked everybody. Um, my guy fought. Uh, uh, oh my god, now I'm blanking. 
Um, I think he fought Adam Cole. Over here no, blanking. The black dude fought Adam Cole. The dude that was like ruthless aggression that did the fight. Oh, uh, yeah, Cena yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. That was actually pretty funny. Ruthless aggression. Yeah, I laughed. I don't aggression. know what they were going for there. Yeah, same but... energy. Well, I think they did it because they're both from Boston. Oh. They're both from Massachusetts. And I guess Adam Cole is NXT's Kurt Angle. Oh. Yeah, they're both from Massachusetts. That's why they did that. Okay. That's what that was. Yeah. I mean, he gave him a nice little slap. He gave him a nice little slap for his efforts. Yeah. But the, the, the faction's just confusing to me, man. Like, I don't really know... I don't really know too much, like, what the purpose of this faction is when you already have uh, Legito de Fantasma. You already have... Uh, um, oh, okay, I got it. Hit so Row. I figured it out. Blake Christian from GCW. Okay. Longtime rival of Leo Rush debuted last week. I'm blanking on who the fuck you fought, but, man, it was amazing to see him in there. He did a fantastic job. Um... So glad they finally debuted you. Every week they kept rolling out these people that they signed from the PC. And I was like, where the fuck is Blake Christian? Mm-hmm. And I was confused on the promo that they had put up for him. Because it didn't have his face in it. And I thought it was somebody else. Just like they were doing with Diamond Mind. But thank God they debuted him. He did an amazing, amazing, amazing job. And I can't wait to see what they do with you because you made a really great impact. Um, just like most of the... It feels like a ruthless aggression era. I guess that's why they pulled that guy out. Yeah. Because it seems like the new wave of talent is coming in and it's like a new generation. Like they're moving the ball. Yeah. But, I, um, I guess this is like, you know, their, uh, their turning of a new leaf of sorts. Exactly. So shout out to Blake Christian. So happy you debuted. Finally, it took forever. Mm-hmm. Um, about the Diamond Mind. Um, I guess... Like, is this I all- guess they need more than one. Because who do they have? No, they have like two. They yeah, have the they way got, and they have Hit Row. And, uh... Well, you, you want to count uh, love, Phantasma? Hit Row. Yeah. Because, I mean, they got three. They don't have four. Well, think about it like this. Okay, so word on the street is um, I don't know how long 205 Live is going to last because they just let go of like Eight 95% of the 205 roster. Yeah, there's only like three people left on their roster now. Don't know how long that's going to last anymore. But word on the street is Hunter is building the Cruiserweight division. Back up from the ground. Back up to be exclusively an XT and be like... Oh, kind of like how it was on like uh, the old SmackDown. of New Japan. Yeah, kind of like how it was on SmackDown back when. Yeah, but okay. like to a little bit higher than that. Okay. To like the level that you would look at a junior IWG, IWGP champion. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So it's a little less... So the guys like... A little yeah, more of a yeah. yeah, like when they had Balor and uh, Nakamura. And, exactly. Okay, gotcha. So that they're held as the same way as... Yeah, a heavyweight champion would be, which is why I think they had, which to me is why I think they had Kyle O'Reilly challenge Koshida. Okay. Because Kyle O'Reilly elevates that title to a place where we already have a bunch of small guys mm-hmm. that we just don't recognize as cruiserweights. Yeah. 
But if we put somebody up there that you don't look at as just the cruiserweight, we can elevate this title to a place where it's not about. And technically, the cruiserweight like being weight a small limit. guy anymore. It's, you know I, I mean? was gonna say technically the cruiserweight limit was actually smaller at one point. Yeah. WWE just made it two hundred five because yeah, it was like like one eighty something. Yeah, it was like one eighty five or something like that, yeah. and then they just upped it a little bit because, you know, Vince had an obsession at the time with. You know, six foot, two hundred forty five pound dudes, mm-hmm. and if you were like two hundred and twelve pounds, yeah, you know, you were like on that borderline. You, you didn't look too big. You didn't look too small. Mm-hmm. But I, but I think that's what's gonna happen. I think that's what he's gonna start to do. He's gonna start to make it. Um, maybe the intercontinental, old school intercontinental title kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Especially since most of his guys are small anyway. Yeah. To a point where Kyle could hold it or Johnny could hold it, and it wouldn't be like a cruiserweight holding that title. It'd be like this is the workhorse title. Like, yeah. This is the guy that puts in. Yeah. You know. It'll it'll be their workhorse title, and then I I guess in turn that would kind of make the North American title become their U.S. title. Yeah. Okay. Alright, well, yeah. I mean, if that's the case, then I wouldn't mind it. So, Legato del Fantasmo is, or Legato del Fantasma, however you say it, is probably going to be strictly for that. Mm-hmm. So, I would count that as one less in the big picture. Okay. Um. So, I guess he would need more than the way, because the way is not really a faction of people that can take over... A division so much as people that can take over specific spots on the show. Yeah. You got the um, hit tag, Row, yeah. I look at the same way. You have... No, Hit Row, I look at it as a traditional faction. Okay. They can take over Tag, they can take over the main title, they can take over the women's title. Yeah. The way is more of like, they, they will... They will run the entire mid-card. Yeah. Like They're they, like a mid-card faction. Yeah, like you can get the, the North American, you could get the Cruiserweight, and you could get the women's tag titles. Yes. Now, minus who I thought they should have had in the Diamond Mine, Marina Shafir, um, the Diamond Mine seems like it would have been a traditional faction. Mm-hmm. Like, Roderick could go for the main title. Um, the other two clearly tag teams, because nobody even fucking knows who they yeah, are. Yeah, you're, you're thing one and thing two at this and point. And Marina could have been... Going after the champion. women's title, yeah. Especially, and it doesn't make sense. And, and especially because Marina, I, I follow Marina on Instagram. She was cutting down. She was I, I was going to say, she, she's an like, underrated talent. A lot of people don't realize how good she actually man, is. Marina was going hard for it. Like, Jessamine is a little harder mm-hmm. because physically she doesn't look as dominant as she is. Well, you know, because so it's hard to market that. Yeah, Jessamine is more, uh, Jessamine's more like lanky and cut. Yeah, like she, but she's, Marina's, Marina's she's actually a little harder, like, but Marina. Yeah, Marina, she has, like, you know, uh, I don't want to say this the wrong way. Uh, like, she has, like, you know, a good body type, and she's cut. Like, yeah. she, like she has, like, a good figure to her, and she's she, cut she up. She had a look that didn't look as... Too intimidating. She had a look that wasn't too... too uh, Intimidating, but she looked like she Intimidating, or, like... You're right, this is a weird way to... Yeah, but, but, she, but she looks also like she can... Um, like she looks like she can handle business in a ring. Yes, yes. Yeah, like she doesn't. She doesn't look overpowering, but she looks like she could still get mm-hmm. shit done. Yeah, yeah. 
like a Cesaro type. Like Cesaro's not the biggest dude in the world, but Cesaro can still fling and right. throw and right. do all the crazy stuff. It's like that. Uh, as to where it's it's kind of the way I used to look at Psycho Sid, mm-hmm. and I loved Psycho Sid, but for the tall guy that he was, yeah, he didn't look all that imposing. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't look. He didn't look like imposing. He didn't. You yeah. could, you could stand him next to Kane, mm-hmm. and it'd be like, well, I'm way more afraid of that guy. Yeah, like you know what I yeah. mean. Um, you stand him next to like a Kane and Undertaker, a, a DDP, those yeah, types. And you just didn't look as intimidating, mm-hmm. which I feel like might have been the problem with Jessamine. But yeah. Marina had a better, uh, a better, more intimidating. Look yeah, because I mean, if you stand Jessamine with the four horsewoman, she doesn't really look like the most intimidating four right, horsewoman, even though she hits like a mother. You know what I mean? Shit. So kicks like a fucking mule. So you know, I I I felt them letting go of Jessamine probably needed to be done, but I thought Marina might stick around just because Roderick was already in so deep. But I so when the Diamond Mine came up, not that I knew um, Roderick was going to be in the Diamond Mine, mm-hmm. they had completely sold me that Roderick was done. Yeah. But yeah, when I got word too. that he came back and she was going to be in the group, I was like, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. She looked like she was cutting down, like she knew this was going to happen. She probably was, but they probably just said, all right, we need to make another round of cuts. And she was just on the, she just fit on the, the, the bill, block. Yeah. But the group, the group makes sense. What doesn't make sense is the other two people in the that group. That are in it, yeah. You, you just want to put somebody different in. Because I don't know them at all. Yeah. Like... I can't fear a group. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I understand exactly. You want what me you're to saying. think this group is intimidating off the back of Roddy? Mm-hmm. Not to be it, mean. It's, it's kind of like to be mean, but Roddy was like the last guy on the list of the undisputed era, anyway. Yeah. Like, I was gonna say it's it's like uh, when Sanity came in, you didn't know who Killian Dane was no. right away. You didn't know who Alexander Wolf was right away. But you still, you know, the group had some type of credibility because of Eric EY, Young. and and Nikki Cross to an extent. Yeah, Nikki yeah. Cross was pretty good on the Indies, but uh, because of how credible EY was, Roddy is not really as credible or scary as EY. Exactly. So I mean, it's not as crazy. I mean, we'll give it a shot, but, but I, yeah, like like I said, if they can go in the ring, I'll shut up. But you know, as it, just, as it stands right it just now, took me off guard, and then to see who was gonna be in it, mm-hmm. um, Ruha who I had seen in Raw Underground, like, that was a great thing. Yeah. But Ruha, I've always liked his look, and he always looked like he can go in his matches. He never won any of them, but he had, like, that only Lorcan factor. Yeah, yeah he, had, he had that rough and tough. Where if he could get a push, I could get behind this yeah. guy. Right on. I, I, I could mm-hmm. see maybe if they took one of the dudes that's in there mm-hmm. and had Ruha on the other side... And then Marina, I'd be like, all right, this is probably good. I got to see if that guy can go, but I'm good with this group. Yeah, you're, you know you're, good, I mean? you're good because you know what these people can do. Because I know Ruha can knuckle up, and I know Roddy's a, a suplexing machine. Yeah. And I know Marina's got to be getting there at some point, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But Shit, So, true. I mean, it remains to be seen. I don't even know why they had a manager out there. Like, I'm very confused. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> definitely something that we're going to have to watch going forward and, you yeah. know, keep tabs on. Yeah, but I, I like I said, I trust creative to make it worth my while. Mm-hmm. Um, before we jump into the main roster news, because we touched on her a little bit, I just want to give her a shout out. Uh, since Jessamine Duke was one of the people released, mm-hmm. if any other companies are listening to this right now, 
Y'all need to sign Jessamine Duke. You would be a fool not to. Like MLW, Impact, NWA. You guys need to sign Jessamine Duke. Kicks like a fucking mule. Hits like a trucker. Can go in the ring technically, submission-wise. Let her talk a little bit or help her with her speaking. You got a world champ right there. And it, it just sucks. Because... Back when Shayna was down in NXT, had they had NXT women's titles, perfect, they'd have ran that yeah, fucking division. They, they would have ran that tag division without Shayna would have been women's champion, and Jessamine and, and uh, Marina would have been. You got your female tag team champion. Got your female evolution right there. Right, they'd have been a female evolution. It'd have been damn. What could have been? It'd have been unstoppable. My God, damn. What could have been? This shit, they could do the same thing. I was always hoping that they brought them up. Like, because they had kept them off TV for so long. I'm like, yo, they got to be getting better. Damn. Why don't you just bring them up? Like, when that's why I was, I could understand because I read an article um, about Shayna talking about how frustrated she was um, because the fans were going at WrestleMania. She fought Becky and just how creative was going against her, even though her and Becky thought she should win like it just made sense like even if even if y'all wanted to cop out and make becky look strong and have marina and jessamine do the running yeah it would have been such a dangerous group of women like damn 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 oh but could have been what could have been ruined all right So. so we're gonna jump into the main roster stuff real quick uh Hell in a Cell happened already uh, about like a week, two weeks ago. Uh, well, we didn't we didn't do a quick rundown of it. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody at this point knows who won and who lost. Mm. Uh, what would you rate Hell in a Cell? Like, what was your initial rating for the for the pay per view? Let's see. Well, let me start. What were the Hell in a Cell matches? We had Bianca and uh... yeah, Bianca Bailey. You had. Uh, Charlotte, Rhea, you had... That was Hell in a Cell? That was at the pay-per-view, but it wasn't in the cell. That wasn't Hell in a Cell. The other Hell in a Cell match was what? Bobby and Drew? Bobby and Drew. And then you had... Yeah, you had Charlotte and Rhea. You had... What else did you have? You had Seven, Cesaro. Mm Mm-hmm. I gave it about a B minus. I gave it a B minus. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest. I gave it like a B minus C plus. It wasn't the greatest pay per view, but C plus. They they definitely they've definitely like, had worse pay per views this year. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the best, and I'm <laughs> really very against, especially with the research that I've been doing, watching all these fucking matches. <laughs> I'm very against having gimmick matches be pay-per-views because I feel like you watch enough of these ones that are for the pay-per-views and you're like, it's kind of don't it just don't hit. But I will same. say like, some of the cell matches that they've been having recently, like the one that was on the ones on TV now. Yeah, like the ones on SmackDown, amazing. The one, the one on SmackDown, the one on Raw, and then. The but couple that they the had on the pay-per-view. The, I mean, the ones on the pay-per-view weren't terrible. Like I said, there's been worse pay-per-view Hell in the Cell matches. 
but that that's why I gave it like a borderline B minus because it wasn't the greatest pay per view. It wasn't. The I didn't. Worst. I didn't totally enjoy the uh, Bianca Belair one. Really? Yeah. It wasn't. There was there was spots I did. Bailey's becoming boring to me. Yeah. Oh, in the yeah. ring. Yes. Yeah. I mean, outside of the ring, she was already kind yeah. of lackluster. Mm-hmm. But now entering, it's getting kind of old. Like. Yeah. I mean, she didn't need to be the heel for long. But I mean, the pay per view itself. I. That's why I'm like borderline C plus B minus. It just. And then the Rhea Ripley shit just fucking. Yeah, that 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 ending kind of threw me. That ending kind of threw me. I'm not gonna lie. That was corny. Yeah, that that ending was kind of corny. That I'll give you. Because it blurred the lines, like. Yeah, and, and now you got like a um, a protege, not like, a protege. What am I thing. supposed to be like? Like a what are like we a going teacher becoming here? the master yeah, type of like, thing what or are we something. Doing here now. I will say is this: she though, just I, really fighting a younger her. Is that the whole feud now? Is that it? Their feud is Gemini Man. <laughs> Like, yeah, Smith. right. Like, yeah, like, what is this shit? You're man? learning, bitch. I will say this: I'm tired of seeing them fucking fight. I feel like they fight all the damn time. They needed to do it one time. They've done it two like times they've done it best. like what? The one. golden rule is the rule of Batista and Triple H. By the third one, it's fucking over. Let's like, see. You had the first it. Mania they fought. Then that's you had it. Mania again. Then you had backlash. Backlash. Then you got. This one now, like the one that just passed, Hell in the Cell. And they're keeping it going. It's not over. And you're going into Money in the Bank? I, why do I get the fucking sneaky suspicion this is going to go to Hell in the Cell? Or Money in... Not Hell in the Cell. This is going to go to SummerSlam. Or Money in the Bank. Well... Or past Money in the Bank. They, into there, Hell are, in the there is also a rumor they're holding everything good until SummerSlam. They're just feeding us bullshit. Whoa. Because we keep turning, because we keep uh, tuning in every week. I'm gonna stop tuning in until the man comes around. Drags. That probably won't be till SummerSlam. I feel like everything is SummerSlam, and then we'll get a draft, and then they'll start doing this shit the right way. As long as the man stays on the main roster, I'll be happy. But you know what? Uh, SummerSlam is what two months? Uh, yeah. If you can promise me that the draft will be done right and. Y'all can do this shit the right way after the draft. I'll hang on. I'll hang on. I'll, I'll fucking hang in there. I'll, I'll subject myself to the bullshit. Yep. I'll fucking hang in there. If y'all can promise me I'll do this shit right and not feed me bullshit like the last few years, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be into it. Just don't come on TV and be like, we realize our product isn't the best and we're going to change it around and then do the same yeah, just, shit. Just don't, just don't come back on TV, <laughs> just, please. Just just For the love of God, just, stay off of TV. Just don't make a bullshit announcement to me. Again. We don't We don't need another announcement. Have an announcement. They tried fucking... that shit three times in a row, fam. Like, like, really think about it. Like, before COVID happened, they tried three times in a row to feed us this bullshit about how we're going to change. Like, y'all only did that shit twice. Y'all did it in the 90s and y'all did it in the 2000s. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Anytime after that, y'all bullshitted us. Because y'all did the same shit y'all said y'all was going to do before. Like Y'all gave us the same shit, you just put a different bow on it. We'll just announce we're going to do better. And, and before think. they even realize we're fucking them, we'll have had them for another year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, so next on my docket is... I'm going to keep the Hell in a Cell theme going because... We had a phenomenal Hell in the Cell match on Raw, if I don't say so myself. Oh, yeah, that was incredible. 
Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley. Showing his ass. Black excellence. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, oh, God, they're going to fight. At first, I thought it was going to be Kofi and Bobby in the cell on Monday, and I'm like, oh, fuck, again. We need another Kofi match. And nothing against Kofi, but I'm like, come on, really? This is where we're at? And then they said it was going to be Woods. I was like, all right. This piqued my interest a little bit. And then Woods said he wanted to do it in the Hell in a Cell. I'm like, okay, young king, go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead with your bad self. They had a fucking, they, they did it. They did it. Yeah, they did the damn thing for sure. Woods showed his ass off. I think Woods definitely earned some. Uh, he needed that. Wood did, he, needed he earned that. himself a nod from the higher ups, uh, if I don't that. say so myself. You know what that means? He's going solo. <laughs> He's going Consequences Creed solo. doing his thing. It's gonna go solo soon. I know it. We're gonna get some lethal consequences. I feel like it. I feel like it's coming, man. You nah. don't put on a performance like that and then get written off TV to come back back into the same group. He's Fuck not it. Jimmy Uso. Fuck it. Throw him in money in the bank. <laughs> Bring him in. Ooh. I feel like but the the, the crazy thing is, did you hear the promo from this Monday? Dude. Kofi was very serious. What if he joins the hurt business? I like I like serious Kofi. What if he joins the Hurt Business? No. He comes back and screws Kofi over. And acknowledges Bobby. (laughs) Acknowledges Bobby. (laughs) Bobby's his tribal chief. Bobby's the tribal chief. Nah, but that'll be cool, though. I mean, if Woods... I kind of figured when New Day was, like, going through their stuff of, you know, Big E being injured and it just being Kofi and Woods... Or no, it was, uh... Who was injured? Woods was the one that was injured, and then it was Big E and Kofi. I kind of figured when Woods came back, Woods was going to be the one that was uh, turning heel. Dream match scenario? Um, Somebody in our wrestling groups, or uh, my wrestling group on Facebook, tweeted this out. Not tweeted this out. uh, Posted this as a possibility, as like a fantasy shot in the dark. Mm -hmm. Um, Money in the Bank happens. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Biggie wins Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, match before last, they have the Bobby Lashley Kofi match. Mm-hmm. Biggie cashes in in the middle and wins. Okay. And moves to Raw as the new champ. Oh, I'd be yeah, that'd be a good one. I could I could be okay with that. So now you're torn between friend, foe, mm-hmm. getting that gold. I could see that. Damn, so that that would probably mean Big E would have to turn heel. Which he can do. We've I seen, think Kofi should turn heel. Oh, you think Kofi should turn heel? I think Kofi should yeah, turn Yeah, because we've never seen a heel Kofi. That, that would be we pretty got cool. The whole heel Kofi would be a motherfucker. That would be cool to see. We've never seen a heel Kofi before. Because how right would MVP be after the weeks of saying he you're ha- focusing on the wrong? He hasn't shit. been wrong though. He really hasn't. I mean, how wrong would he? How wrong would Kofi feel if after all these weeks of sticking up for his family and friends that he cares so much about, mm-hmm. if one of his best friends cashed in on his match, you took and my stole moment. Stole his shit. You took from him. my moment. He becomes Dolph Ziggler. It should have been it me. It should have been me. Kofi, it already was you. What did you say like, before you gotta we left? You got to make room for the new guys. What did you say I before? I thought it was my time. What did you say before we left? This is my time. This right. is my turn. 
and then and then he and Biggie get and then Woods is just stuck one in, match. Woods is just stuck in the middle, like or or Biggie and Woods end up getting jumped one match, and Kofi come out there like he finna help, and clock Biggie right in the head with the with the trouble in paradise. Mm-hmm. Like fuck this. Yeah, they they could make some magic happen with that for sure. Oh, that'd be some shit. Um, next up on my docket. We have a resident superhero, or almost a oh, superhero. Are talking about this? Yes, we have Super Nikki. Mm. What are your thoughts on Raw's newest superhero? What's up with that? This whole shit is stupid, but she... <laughs> yo, that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's just where I'm at. Like, listen... <laughs> The Alexa Bliss shit is stupid. I'm glad you're having fun, sis, but it's stupid. <laughs> like, I know you went on Twitter, like, and, and, and this was her idea. Saying, I'm having fun. I'm glad you're having fun. I'm glad you pitched it, but the shit is stupid. Nikki, I'm glad you pitched it. I'm glad you're having fun, but the shit is stupid. I gotta say but I'm something. I'm gonna shut up because the hurricane said it was cool. <laughs> I gotta say something. I sa- That's why I'm I at. took a video as soon as this happened, and I sent it to Dita Toy Hunter and you. And it's. The camera's on the TV, and it's Nikki Cross coming out. And all you hear in the background is me busting out, laughing my ass off, saying, what the fuck is that? And that was my initial reaction. And even though I'm hearing now that this is her idea, she pitched it, the hurricane's behind it, my reaction still is, what the fuck is that? The whole shit's stupid. Like if you see but the you t- know, but you know what silver lining in this Super Nikki falls right into the dumbass shit Alexis doing because it's somebody she can play with. Super so if silver lining is it works out for both their characters. I mean Nikki, Nikki or Alexa. But on the other hand, Alexa wanted somebody to play with. Shit is stupid. Like <laughs> shit, shit is stupid. Ooh, maybe I'm glad y'all having fun and shit at the expense of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Two legitimate wrestlers that have been doing the the character work to be absolutely dominant, and that y'all get to just play with their dominance like that. Shit is cool, I guess. I guess since you having fun is cool. Shit is stupid to me, but like what as if, long as y'all having fun, though, like I guess, like I, I, what, do, what do you want me to say? Like, what if Lily's controlling her body? Shit is disrespectful. What like, if Lily's controlling her? Man, fuck Lily. <laughs> Like, She's just a stupid this doll. Stupid ass Alexa shit. It's a stupid ass doll. That's a stupid ass gimmick. She wearing this stupid ass cape with this stupid ass butterfly. I'm sick of this shit. I don't I'm have enough. I don't I'm have enough bleeps in this damn episode for this. <laughs> I'm sick oh of this shit. God. I'm sick of the Bray Wyatt shit. I'm sick of y'all using Bray Wyatt shit when he not there. It's bullshit. I'm sick of it. But I guess since y'all having fun, it's cool. Oh man! I mean, I'm and not. I a... just gotta watch Shayna suffer. Poor Shayna. Poor, poor Shayna. About Shayna, right? And I never thought somebody this would. This is get... why Ronda Rousey won't come back. And I never thought I would hear somebody say this, but I never thought I would say this. But poor Naya, poor Naya, poor Reginald. I just feel bad for all of them, man. I. I don't know. Hopefully, you know this can actually. I can't even say hopefully this turns into something good. As, I, as if the Reginald shit wasn't bad enough. Like, I can't like, wh- I can't even see this turning into anything good. 
Like this has like this is gonna be nowhere near as good as the hurricane. Meanwhile, uh, Natalia and 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 Tamina are bullshitting around with the bodacious uh, blondes. Dude, the, the women's division is like in fucking shambles at the moment. Because they were such a good tag team. Yeah, I mean, what other tag teams are there? You have two tag teams on the main roster. I don't know. You let go of the one good tag team you had. And then you let go of the people that you could have brought up to the main roster to be a tag team. Oh, my God. <laughs> Our condolences to the people that just got released, by the way, because, you know, a couple of you guys could have just been fucking brought up to the main roster and helped out a whole division. Our condolences to uh, Jessamyn Duke, Marina Shafir, because both of you could have been brought the fuck up to the main roster, women's tag team, boom. It gets you another tag team. Hell, bring up fucking Casey Catanzaro and uh, mm-hmm. um, Caden. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember Caden's name. But uh, bring them up. Women's tag team. Hell, just bring one person up. Somebody that meshes well with Liv. Boom. Tag team. Bring up Shotzi. She can be a fake ride squad with Liv Morgan. Oh, God. Or I don't know. Just bring up another blonde so you can just mesh them all together like you do. Like, I don't... Just tell Casey Cantons are all to dye her hair blonde. Perfect. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, man. All right, well... Well, let's talk about something that'll bring you happiness. That'll bring you happiness. Edge has returned. Yes. Oh, Something God. that'll bring you happiness. And oh, honestly, God. I feel like this was... Not to say that the Tribal Chief shit was getting old, because it wasn't, but we were running out of people to pair we were him reaching with. reaching a turning point. Yeah, we were running out of people to pair him with. And since Jay had accepted him as Tribal Chief... Yeah, I think what they could have... I think I would have had, you know, uh, Jimmy do his thing with him. Uh, or I would have had Cesaro get one more crack at him. Before I brought Edge back, I would have saved Edge for SummerSlam. But, I mean, hey, we were hitting a turning point. We needed something new to do. And granted, this isn't new, but Edge is finally getting that one-on-one moment with him. That he needed. Yeah, so. Looks great. Yeah. Beard helps. Mm Mm-hmm. Looks like he's putting some weight on. He's not as skinny as he was before. Yeah. I know, I I was watching with a... A buddy of mine, and my buddy of mine's like, damn, he looks like a lumberjack now. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Yeah, I, I mean, dig I look, it. He, he's look like he's he's putting the right type of weight on. He's doing his thing. Uh, hopefully, you know, he hasn't had the best luck since he's come back. A couple injuries, but you know, hopefully, he can stay healthy and they can put on a great quality match with just the two of them. Yeah, I think at the pay per view he gets screwed though. Either way, he gets. Uh, what, who Roman or Edge? Edge. Oh yeah, Roman's not letting go of his belt anytime I think, soon. I think he gets screwed. I think I think Jacob's back. Yeah, yeah. I think Roman. they don't hear from him for the next few weeks, and then Jay comes back to screw Edge and make sure Roman wins that belt. Yeah, I mean that that's probably gonna be the the thing that happens, but and then maybe him and Jay gotta duke it out. I mean him and Jimmy gotta duke it out. Oh yeah, because him and I, I him feel, and Jimmy. I feel be- Roman. I feel wrong. Yeah. Like, that's cool you hearing all, but... You still got to put your work in. I don't need you, nigga. I don't... 
I need you, Jay. I yeah, need you, nigga. I, 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 need, I need your brother. <laughs> I don't really need you, nigga. Nobody missed you. <laughs> I brought you back as a favor, nigga. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> the tribal chief just gives no fucks. <laughs> he be getting other niggas scared, like. <laughs> hey, but I'm loving every minute of it. I can't complain, man. Tribal chief can do no wrong at this point. He can go in there, look at a pineapple, and tell the pineapple to acknowledge him as the tribal chief, and I'm going to be like, thumbs up, let's go. I just still remember when my man said, uh, which one are you? <laughs> he looked at him, he was like, yo, he doesn't want I'm it. Jay, man. He doesn't want to He's acknowledge like, me. Why won't rate, he acknowledge me? Does it even matter? Like, uh, I don't know. But, nah, you know. That's, that's everything I got on my docket, brother. Uh, you got anything you want to say before we uh, jump off of here? Um... Last thoughts. I think I got out on my rants. Um, do better. <laughs> do better. Do better, man. My closing remarks is short, simple, to the point. Somebody in any promotion sign Jessamine Duke. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Breeze, too. Why not? Tyler Breeze needs to get signed somewhere. And Buddy Murphy. Well, no, I, I, Buddy Murphy was in the second round of the release. I'm just talking about from round three. Oh, from round three. Okay. Yeah, so Tyler Breeze and Justin Duke. Sign those two because Tyler Breeze can have a quality match with anybody. Tyler Breeze has been good for years. Mm-hmm. Fandango, eh. He's got... a little too close to Dolph for them to do yeah. anything. If y'all want to keep him tag team, sure. Sign Fandango, too. Me, personally, I'd keep him by himself. Yeah. I, I'd bring back Prince Pretty. Tyler Breeze is, is a little more. Yeah, I'd bring back Prince Pretty that guy hard to believe at one point Fandango actually beat Jericho at Wrestlemania right I mean <laughs> keeps coming back to me like you know you had a <sighs> you know you had a rough career when the when the high point in your career was a was your debut and everything since then has just been <laughs> damn what a fall what a fall but I'm going to shout out to our people as usual, Bobby Rassels over at All About Wrestling Podcast. First and foremost, he gets the shout out first because they just celebrated their one year anniversary podcasting. Woo! So applause button. They just had a big show. They had a Devontes. They've had they had a couple other podcasters on there. So if you haven't checked out that episode of theirs, go check it out. Uh, and as always, I'm going to shout out Reckless Pops, D the Toy Hunter, Fetch Frequency, some great quality people right there who put out some great content. Go check them out if you haven't already. And side note, D the Toy Hunter, I'm coming for that Nakamura that you got, buddy. <laughs> All right, so those are my shout outs for this week. Uh, and then I'm going to kick it right over to you for your shout outs. Uh, shout out to Pod Nation. Shout out to National Championship Wrestling Pro. Uh, one of our news followers. I love when promotions follow us. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's good. Try and get it working there. Uh, shout out to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Wrestling Jeebus, as always. And uh, Jaded Wrestling. Right on, right on. All right, so that's everything that we got for you for this week, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in, as always. You know, without you guys, we wouldn't be here doing this, having a blast, mm-hmm. doing what we do best. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah, that's pretty much everything, guys. So have a good week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Stay up, stay blessed, and as always, stay, stay dangerous. dangerous.